check, check, check. All right, we're check. recording. Oh, hey guys, through the crate, through the crate, over the woods and through the crate to hip hop mother's house we go. To hip hop we go. Okay, that is the dorkiest intro ever. But um, through the crate. What's up, guys? Welcome <laughs> Episode back. Episode five. Thanks What's for going on. Thanks for tuning Let's in. Going out. Oh, a little excited there? I don't know. I just wanted to do something weird. All right. How'd that, how'd that pre, pre-podcast shot go? That PPS. Oh, man. It felt good going down. It was so good. Always smooth. So smooth. Here I- it goes down. Down, down to my belly. Yum, yum, yum. And then what does it do in your belly? It sits there. It For makes ha- me feel warm and fuzzy inside oh yeah that's what it does warm and fuzzy you say warm and fuzzy like a pair of slippers yeah sure all right guys hey (laughs) welcome back Um, stupid can we like not be as dorky as we actually are in real life sometimes I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm totally acting. I'm actually a really cool person in real life. He's lying to y'all. <laughs> I'm the coolest person I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I know a lot of people. No. He knows people, but I don't know if those people know him. <laughs> you know what? All hey, I got to get you back for all the times that you've been fucking <laughs> getting on me for all the last episodes. I got you. We roasting your ass today. Man, who who ain't, ain't no y'all? Well. How many followers we got now? Uh, we on SoundCloud we got twenty two. On 22? Okay. Instagram we have forty. All right. Um, Facebook we just I, is Facebook. All right, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so that's what we got going on there. So, and we also have our Tumblr page, but that's like kind of my page that I just threw it on. Tumblr. It's like a Tumblr, yeah. Cool. I mean, you know, whatever. We got we got social meds. We so, got it going so guys, on. Guys, we're out there. Follow us contact us leave us messages let us know what you think we also have an email address if you want to give that out yeah you know through the crate at gmail.com literally everything if you want to see anything about us through the crate that's it every we have links to everything on our soundcloud everything uh we have even the link on our instagram so it's great anyway this episode we are not going to be talking about drake unfortunately I figured I'd just throw that out there right, right off the top. I mean, I mean, spoiler alert. Now everyone's turning it off. Really? Well, I'm so happy that you have faith in our followers that they actually want to listen to us and not shit about Drake all the time. They want to actually hear things that we're going to say, regardless if we're going to talk about maybe, you know, one of the biggest hip hop people in, or pop stars in the world. Or I'm So glad you said that. Yeah, exactly. If hip, <laughs> What did Q-Tip say? Um, if you call hip hop pop, um, hip hop's not pop if you call it that then stop uh, uh, bars well, <laughs> but you know what I I have to almost disagree with that hmm. I mean I don't know exactly when he, he said that it was a long time ago um, Yeah. unfortunately or not unfortunately I'm actually happy about it mm. hip hop is pop now you know pop music has taken a lot from hip hop um I don't think you know what I take it back. Hip hop isn't pop, but pop is influenced by hip hop. Yep. Everyone uses our sound now. Whether it's the slang, I mean, you remember when rappers first started saying swag, yeah, like swagger, and then like it was like a little two or three year delay, but then you start seeing like freaking swagger being mentioned in news, like oh yes, look at his swagger, mm-hmm. and it's just like 
oh, now you guys are using this word? Because, mm-hmm. you know, T.I. made a song and Kanye made a song about it. Like, now it's this big thing. Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy swagging out. So now everybody's talking about it. I'm like, about that bad. Put my swag on. Ooh, I so have something on that, too. But anyway. so, it's, so it's very interesting to me how, you know, pop culture uh, takes pieces from different types of music, whatever music is popular at the time. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's called pop, you know, and pop mm-hmm. isn't. I guess a specific genre or sound of music. Yeah. It's whatever's whatever's popping at the time. Yeah. And hip hop's been popping for a while, so. Well. Anyway, <laughs> we're so, not. Yes. So, so yeah. So we're not gonna talk about Drake. And I just want to give you guys a reason why. One reason is because we haven't been able to clearly just dive into that album. We've been hearing a lot of reviews, just like via social media, not like. Not like full on reviews, but just a lot of like, people's you know, the opinions. memes are out there. Yeah, pe- yeah. Pe- people's opinions, things like that. We want to give Drake a fair shot by giving him at least two good act- uh, active listens. And we haven't been able to do that so far. So we won't talk on uh, Drake tonight, but we will be doing that literally probably the full fifth, uh, sixth episode. Yeah. Ah, six. Oh my God. Oh my God. No. Did way. we really do that? And that wasn't intentional. I, it was not. I just, that literally just dawned on me. It just came out of your mouth. It did. And into my brain. And my brain is no longer hungry. Is Drake like some type of voodoo dude? He's a God. I <laughs> know. Uh, he's the sixth God, apparently. All right. <laughs> but yeah, so we won't be talking about that today. But what we will be talking about is how she's just a little thick. She is just a little thick. She ain't fat, bruh. She ain't fat, though. She's just a little thick. And, and what are you <laughs> referring to? What is this you're talking about? Oh, well, that's just a little mystical, sprinkled with a little dicky. And ha- you have like a little bit of Trinidad James. You put that all together and you just have a song that's called Just a Little Thick. <laughs> <laughs> now, Trinidad, Trinidad James. Trinidad James. Now, I remember you introduced me to that all gold everything. Mm-hmm. We went back to Oakland. Um, I came and visited. Yeah. Went to a house party, and you and your friends were just turning the fuck up to this all. That song shit. was just hella fun to turn up to. And though, I was bro. like, "What the fuck is this?" I think that was when I was in my kumbaya uma uma pumba stage. No, I don't think so. I, I think... wasn't in my full on turn up stage. No, though. you weren't. Kumbaya umba pumba, tomorrow and pumba. <laughs> you were in your kuna matata stage. I was in my <laughs> cocoa butter and. Tea tree oil shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, I got you. I got you. Yeah. But like, yeah, I remember that. I think we were at like Rob's house or something like that. That was a like crazy that. party. I think that was when... Uh, uh, Ayana? No. No, nephew. I'm sorry. Nephew. Oh, that was conquered. Yeah. That was conquered then. Yeah. Yeah, we won't say that on air. Yeah, we won't but, speak um, on that. But that nephew was, was there. Time. That was a great time. Uh, Go yeah. out of my watch. And, you know, it was interesting hearing this song because the dude was not lyrical at all. The song I thought was absolute fucking garbage. I didn't even get it. I didn't get the song. Yeah. I didn't get it, but, uh, you know. It wasn't meant to be lyrical. Exactly. I was in my more conscious rap phase at the time. Right. So I was definitely not checking for that. Um, But afterwards, you know, I mean, when I got into more of my turn up phase, I totally, I guess, understood the the Hmm. influence of that song, the impact of it. Because it did have a pretty big impact in hip hop at the time. I mean, this dude went from nothing. He was freaking selling clothes. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, like a retail store. He mm-hmm. was in Atlanta, and he made a song, and it blew up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I remember a year after that came out, watching a, a noisy interview where he was like, pretty much flopped after that. 
Yeah, it was kind of like a one-hit wonder, and I think that's yeah. something. Like he had, he recently had an interview with Hot Nine Seven too, and I think that's something that they addressed too. Is that, like you you were hot out here in these streets with all gold everything, and then you just kind of like fell off a little bit. But one thing that he explained is that he actually didn't really fall off; he just fell back. Um, he was doing a lot of songwriting, um, maybe some production or something like that with some people. So I think that's probably what he did. Um, but and then also like Bruno Mars, like, don't believe me, just watch, use that. And he's getting money off of that. Same way Soldier Boy is about to possibly make, I don't know. Did I show you that? Um, Soldier Boy is, um, what, or what the talk is now is that since, uh, Beyonce used, um, hop about the bed, put my swag on in lemonade, Soldier Boy gets writer, writer credits on lemonade okay. and we all know how destin's Des, uh, beyonce is just destined for uh grammys so that would make soldier boy boy a grammy winning potentially potentially yeah yes so that's like the whole like thing that's going on but that's the thing is it like trinidad james right i think that won a grammy didn't that no. no no don't not all gold but the other one don't don't believe me just watch uptown funk it's possible. I'll have to fact check it later, but yeah. I, I I feel like it, it it if it didn't it should have. That's yeah. a great song. It was an amazing song. Um, but yeah, so that's the, that's the things that he was talking about. Like I've been behind the scenes type of thing. So he's been behind the scenes, and then he he blessed us with this with this song. Mm-hmm. And I, first time I heard of the song was the video, and so my first introduction to the song was the video, which was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it was hilarious. I mean. You've got Mystical, you got Lil Dicky. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with who Mystical is, then you need to <laughs> go wake kill up. yourself. Okay. <laughs> if you don't know who Lil Dicky is, okay. That's fine. L- Lil Dicky is a half joking joke rapper. So he like makes rap songs to be funny, but then he also wants to be taken seriously as a rapper. Yeah. But I he s- makes joke songs. So it's. Like those dudes from SNL, mm, uh, Lonely Island. Lonely Island. Island. He's he makes that kind of music, except he wants to be taken seriously. Well, he's got better lyrics than those guys. Yeah, no, he's no, got no. better flow, better cadence, better For like. Sure. But yeah, I, I get it. Like, but the thing is, is that he is like a comedian in a sense, and he's a com- he is. It's it's more like he's being received more of a, a comedian that raps, not a rapper that is funny. Right, and you know what? That's like you're not a young. Uh, uh, what is it, Young Dro? Like Dro, fuck that bitch. <laughs> right, that motherfucker's funny, but he's a rapper. Right, you no, know. Uh, but look, I mean, you know what? In the context of the song and with the mm-hmm. video, with the people that were on it, you know, if this song is marketed properly, I could see it having some commercial success. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not like, oh my god, I, I freaking love this song. Mm-hmm. But when you have a song that's about something like, you know, thick girls, mm-hmm. you know, making a point to, you know have thick girls in your video making a point to put positive images towards uh, uh, alternative uh, body image mm-hmm. you know cause what do we see in the media what do we see we see skinny girls or if you do see girls that are thick quote unquote thick these days they still got that hourglass shape where they've got this They're tiny like little waist eight. but they've got a little bit of chunk right mm-hmm. so it's nice to have um, celebrities and people who are in the uh, the public eye actually talking about what real people look like and real shit. Like, I'm sorry, 
90% of the women out there do not look anything like these Instagram models. No. Do not look anything like these girls that are in the videos. No. They look more like the girls that were in the video. That, in that like, video. In, in that video, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, let's just be real, guys. Like, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But I also think, like, I want to believe that that's the the case for it but then also like at the end of the song he goes get off my foot <laughs> which i know he's being funny but like is that like are you making fun at that point too like and then then also like she ain't fat brush she just a little thick like i mean i understand that that's i don't know like i i want to i want to take it more as like you are trying to empower the thicker woman but at the same time when you say at the very end of the song get off my foot like you literally just killed the anthem for me you know what i'm saying like it's funny it's funny like i get it it's funny funny. like i get it but like so like to take it as you're taking it like to me i'm just like i don't know like i feel like it's a it's a on a scale and it just keeps um juggling i guess i don't know um but uh in regards to the commercial success i think that is exactly what they were going for um it's a dj mustard beat so uh, you know it's going somewhere right um it's uh and then just the structure of the song is definitely going to go somewhere and then you have little dicky on it that reaches a certain audience you have mystical that reaches a certain audience um the only reason why i listened to that and is because clicked the video is because it said mystical was on right exactly that's it exactly so it reaches an audience like that because people that want to hear from mystical because that last mystical song that he had oh my uh, sound like james brown it was so dope yes Mark Ronson is a genius. Yeah. But, um, and if you guys don't know what that song is, I believe it's Feel Good. I feel good in this motherfucker. Yeah. My whole hood in this motherfucker. Yeah. All right. So we gonna break the motherfucker all night. All night. But yeah, I used to like, it it had like a James Brown lick to it. It was funky. It was funky. It was funky. And that's what Mark Ronson, this, uh, I think he's British. Um, this dude from overseas, we'll just say that. This dude from overseas got all this funk in him. Like, and, he, and he's a like real DJ. You know, like he's got a lot of like soul to him. So I was really like happy to see that Mystical song come out. So yeah, so who knows? Mystical might come out with some stuff later. That's exciting. I mean, just because his voice is so unique and his energy is so unique. And it definitely feels a, a gap that's been missing in hip hop. Uh for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it it'll be nice to have that kind of raw energy uh, from him. Uh, One thing that Little Dicky was saying, um, I actually watched this on Facebook today. Um, there was a cartoon video of Little Dicky featuring Snoop, and it was like it was a full song, and it was just Little Dicky basically applying to the rap game, like sending an application. I'm not sure if you've seen that, but. Um, I'll try and find that and put a link in the description for you guys. Um, but yeah, like it was pretty interesting. Like it's just his perspective. Like I'm trying to get in here. This is what I want to do. I want to be taken seriously. I know that I'm comedic, but this is what I want to do. So just going back to that, like he knows what he's doing. He's no, he knows what he's getting into. So yeah, that was from his, his, his debut album. Yeah. Professional rapper. There you go. Professional rapper. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, how long has Mystical been around? Ages. Ages? He Well, he just, he went, he's been around since, if, if I hope our listeners know this song. Shake your ass. Watch yourself. Shake your ass. Show me what you're working with. 
That's a Pharrell shit right there. You know, it, it always makes me wonder, like, you know, when when does a rapper become irrelevant? Ooh. This is you juicy know? stuff, yeah. I mean, when when is that breakoff point? When you is know? it? I mean, we were we're not talking about Drake. But <laughs> <laughs> No, none. We're not. But, you know, is he reaching that point? <clears throat> you know, I mean, when when is that point? When it's like, all right, that's enough. I've heard enough albums from you. I've heard enough records from you. You're 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 dead to me. I'm mm-hmm. ready. I'm moving on to the next guy. Damn. For me, in in my mind, when I think of the longevity of of rappers who's had the longest career, I've got to say Jay Z. Yeah. Because uh, Jay Z has been around through so many different changes in the music. Uh, He's benefited from the loss of two of the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Where would he be if Pac and Biggie were still here, you know? I don't know. That's I mean, crazy, right? There's, you know what? It's, it's, it's very difficult to say things like that because those two uh, losses changed so many different things that then in turn changed so many different things that then in turn changed so many different things that at this point... You, you can't, can't even guess can't even on that. can't even speculate. can't even yeah. begin to. It's like trying to go back in time. Like you go back in time and uh, you change one thing, and then we end up having like trunks for noses. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a butterfly flaps its wings <laughs> in Japan, and Donald Trump becomes president. Oh shit! America. And then we die. And then and that's the die. end of the human race. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, it's over. That's so, it. We're done. So but yeah, I, like I mean, what Jay Z's had. Years on years, so many years, and you know it's 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 funny because I just recently started going back listening to the more recent Jay Z music. So I just mm-hmm. listened to uh, I don't even know why I was listening to this shit. Um, Reasonable Blueberry. No, this is more recent stuff. Oh, more recent. Oh, Magna Carta. I listened to Magna Carta, Holy Grail, which hmm. wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good. I I re-listened to it. And I was like, okay. Okay, you know, Jay-Z got his little more modern flow going, but uh, it was still pretty pretty good. Yeah. And then I went back one more uh, to watch The Throne. Mm-hmm. That shit was fucking ridiculous. You loved that album. I love Watch That was the a Throne. good album. That was a really good I album. I loved Watch The Throne. I But I know this is like kind of off topic, but one of my favorite Jay-Z albums was uh, the Dynasty album. Uh, what was that? Wow. The, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Oh, I, the, it's not, I, even, it, not even one of his solo projects. It, well, it had a lot of... But I guess, yeah, you know, you're right. I, I guess the reason why... The, it, it, it's a point in time in my life. that That's why I like it a lot. Gotcha. Like, a, a, if I had to pick, like, an actual solo one... Sorry, I didn't, like, preface that correctly. But if I had to pick, like, a solo one, it would probably be, like, Reasonable Doubt or something. But um, but no, like uh, that 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 Dynasty album, like I used to play that album like over and over and over. Like this threats, nigga, this threats, nigga. 
put you on this mattress like drug money, nigga. Like that shit. Like I, I don't know why that like is a staple in my life, but that's when I was like getting I think that's when I was getting into hip hop a lot more. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna listen to this shit and I'm about to like dig and I'm about to do all yeah. this. And then that one just stuck to me and I don't know why. Especially like the one holla at Purdue. Like with but Beanie single. I think that's why. I just liked all the like I don't know. But yeah, that, you like that's like that East Coast flavor a little bit. Uh, that's when I was in the East Coast guys too. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I guess so. I had my little East Coast crushes back then. Aww. So <laughs> hey, <laughs> but um, but yeah, sorry, I totally went on the tangent. We were talking about lifespans of rappers. No. Jay Z came into that circle, yeah. and I'm trying to think who else. I mean, you know, rappers have. I mean, Eminem had a pretty decent run. No, oh, yeah, and he's still going. To be honest, mm. well, would we say that going? I mean, it's, well, it's, well, if we're gonna count Jay Z as going, we're gonna count Eminem as going, because Jay Z hasn't put out an album in a while. Right, but he still has a feature on a Drake song. A fucking that's Drake. not a stop, stop. I'm not doing that on purpose, but it's stop. the most recent Jay Z thing that's happened. Yeah, and it was two bars. And okay, it you're right. You're it right. It was two bars. Anyway, um. But like, if you, the only reason why I was comparing the two is because Eminem has Shade Four Five, Series XM on that or whatever. He does. Mm-hmm. That's that's Eminem's uh, radio station. So that's the one thing, and that's where that sways on uh, sways on Shade Four Five. That's one thing that he has. Um, I don't know a bunch. I know he has like a couple of other like businesses that he's in, but. He's got that, and then Jay-Z's also got his business side, too. So if we're going to count him as a rapper, we're going to count him as a rapper. So, Because we know those are both people that... So that you, you bring up a very interesting point mm-hmm. in that what a lot of rappers do once they are finished being rappers is they transition to more of the business side. Right. Um, you know, Russell Simmons was one of the originators of that. He's n- he was never a rapper, though. He was always an exec. A part of the hip-hop. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was just wanted to clarify. Thank you for clarifying. And I didn't know if you knew. Thank but you. now you know. Thank you for clarifying. Faux show. But you have people God transitioning from necessarily the music side to more of the business side. Right. Um, Jay-Z's done it. Mm-hmm. Diddy did it. Diddy did it. <laughs> Diddy did it. Yeah, no, that just sounds um, funny. I mean, 50 Cent throughout all of his drama. Yeah, he's doing. He's definitely more of a businessman now than he is a rapper. But he's rapper. putting out music. He's putting out music, but who's checking for it? Hmm. Shots fired. No shots. It's reality. I it's mean, facts. I mean, Fact you don't. It's, it's not. It's not being checked for, and it's not mm-hmm. necessarily 50 Cent's fault. You know, I've heard a couple of his recent tracks, and they're not bad. You know, but I mean. It's 50 Cent, and people just kind of move on. I mean, kind of like Ja Rule. Like, <laughs> I mean, oh, I don't that think... that sucks that we laugh at the thought of Ja Rule. <laughs> I don't think people stopped listening to Ja Rule necessarily because 50 Cent said, no. stop listening to Ja Rule. No. It's because it ran its course. Yep. You know, that phase in hip-hop moved on. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to think about more people who have kind of had a long long career now the problem is you know for someone like a Nas yeah Nas is amazing also had a long career who also has a great but he's also continually uh, has been active I want to say 
active in music, mm-hmm. but he hasn't been active on the business side. No. See, Nas no, is one of those. He's got mass appeal. I feel, I feel like it's more one of those like artists, like a pure artist for the form of the mm-hmm. art, um, and is not necessarily uh, in it to be a big boss of a conglomerate and try to you know bring up other guys. Like he's, you know, I mean he's he's doing his thing, but he's not. He's definitely not on the Jay Z level. No, uh, definitely not from from a business perspective. Right. Um, think who else is old i mean snoop is still around and snoop is always been active so snoop brings up an interesting point for me because he he reminds me more of um kind of what you need to do to become to have that longevity and right. i think snoop has done this even better than jay-z oh he has where I, snoop, I I know what you're going snoop has made himself um an icon like snoop has made himself a caricature caricature of snoop Mm-hmm. So that now he's he, he he's like a character. He's not even like a person. Right. You know, if you're talking about weed or, you know what I'm saying, if you're talking about smoking weed, you think about Snoop. You think about Willie Nelson. Like, he's made himself one of these uh, integral pieces of the weed culture. Um, and then he's allowed himself with that success and with that platform and with that set amount of fans and followers to then propel him into other avenues. I mean, you know, he's got partnerships with with the weed people, obviously, yeah. selling the weed pens and, you know, vaporizers and stuff. Um, he's got a sports deal because mm-hmm. he, he, he... Coach Snoop. Right, he, 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 uh, he coaches football, so right. he's got deals with that. Um, he's a funny dude. He had a show on MTV for a minute. Do you he has that? GGN. Right, he has the... The, the talk show that he does mm-hmm. online. So and it has all of his products laid out on the table. He's got shoes. He's got everything. So yeah. you know he's turned himself into a mogul. He's turned himself into an icon. It's like the natural progression of a rapper. If they're good, nowadays they're good and they're smart. Yeah, you've got to be good at your rapping first, mm-hmm. and you've got to be smart about knowing to how be to honest, market yourself. I feel like it's it's the people that are, yeah you're right you're right. Because I was going to say, I feel like it's the people that are good lyricists, but then we have the Diddies who have, but he started out as a mogul as well. Though. Yeah. So that he, he's more in Russell Simmons uh, lane. But he started rapping. And then he started rapping because he had people writing for him. He's, and then Dr. Dre is not a rapper because he had people write, writing for him too. So, I mean, I guess you can call them rappers, but they're not like, so like, for the lyricist, for the person that is true to the art form. Well, actually, now I'm getting into a whole nother conversation because if you want to say true to the art form, uh, what is that song? A hip, a hop, a hibbit, a hibbit that to the hip. That was all stolen. Yeah, exactly. So, is that true to the art form? But then we we decided that one day that never mind. I'm not even going to go to that's that's a whole other conversation we'll, that we can we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that some other way. Um, but yeah, so what I was going to say is like lyricism, like coming from like the grassroots and building yourself up. It's like the natural progression of a rapper, you know, but I'm, I'm sure it also kind of like the natural. I'm sure. It also takes work. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you have to be willing to do it. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. I'm not saying that it's something that's given to you. I mean, I'm sure there are rappers who just enjoy rapping and enjoy doing mm-hmm. shows and will just keep doing Tech Nine has been rapping for an extremely long time. I remember people talking about Tech Nine when I was in middle school. Yeah, dude. He's been around for a while. He's been around for the longest time. 
And you know what? He is a mogul. He's an underground Dude, mogul. He's like the number one um, uh, independent artist, I think. Ever. 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 Like number one selling, number one yes. everything. And he puts like he on has his it. own, like Strange Music has their own like yep. whole thing. Everything. Like and he owns those festival stages. I know that for a fact. And, you know, it's funny because people like Tech 9 they're not household names. Mm-hmm. But he is richer than probably... He has more money than probably your favorite rapper. Mm-hmm. Because it's all, it's A, it's all independent. And he's been doing B, it for independent since, like, he was, I'm telling since you, since we I were, was in middle school, yeah. people were talking about tech. For at nine. least 20 years, I want to say. At least, I give him a solid 15. I don't know exactly. Yeah. I'm thinking about yeah, me, I ain't that old. Well, I mean, we're 29. Middle school, we were, no, we weren't right. nine. So, like, yeah. 15 years. 15 years. So I'll Solid give him 15. 15 years. Sorry, guys. My math ain't good. He's been killing I can't killing. do math good. <laughs> I don't talk good. Don't do math good. Don't read good. But I can write some bars. Don't smell good. You sure don't smell good. <laughs> I'll smell you from over here. Is it because I went to the gym? Yeah. Tressa trying to get right for the summer. <laughs> you know that summertime coming. Summertime fine. Cuffing season's over. Hey, that was a weird hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Anyway. So what do you think Mr. Tupac would be right now? If if he, do you think he, like Tupac and Biggie, you think they would have had the same power? I think, I hope, I don't know. I think Tupac may have had more staying power than Biggie. Really? What makes you say that? Or, you know what? I feel like, actually, now that I think about it, too, I think they would actually have two different lanes. I think Biggie would go the route of Diddy, and Tupac, like, Biggie would, like, become something big and have his own shit, and, like, he'd have this whole thing over here. I see Tupac doing something a lot different and a lot more abstract. Like, just because of, like, he was was that dude that was, like, um... Like, I'm going to do what I want to do, and I stand for what I stand for. And so I see him, and like just like like all of the interviews that have surfaced and stuff like that, like they come, come up like he was an activist at heart. Especially, you know, like just like he was an activist at heart. So like I feel like he would go into a, a different realm, and he would actually make a different impact on the world. I think Biggie would become some big mogul in the rap industry, but I think that Tupac would do something a lot more um, out of the nor- uh, norm, out of okay. the ordinary. Okay. What do you think? I mean, Tupac was already beginning to branch off more into uh, kind of diversifying his own abilities when mm-hmm. he was here. You know, he was in a several movies. Yeah. Um, Biggie wasn't in movies. Nope. Uh, so, you know, Pac was looking into acting. Pac was looking into, you know... Uh, I could totally see Pac wanting to start his own shit and doing his own thing and getting his own money for himself and him and his people. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying Biggie wouldn't do that, but... Uh, I see Biggie compromising. I see Tupac saying, fuck you, I'll do it myself. I mean, and also, you know, we never got to see Diddy and Biggie actually uh, bump heads. Like, I feel like that would have happened at some point. Mm-hmm. I feel like Biggie would have got big and 
there would have been some something going on there. You know, I mean, we got mm-hmm. we got Lil Wayne and Birdman. I feel like there would have been something going on. Oh, man. I feel like there would have been something going on there. You know, right? Whether either the money wasn't right or you know something would have happened. Something. Pac had Pac. You know, unfortunately, there was Diddy. Yeah. Speaking of Pac, that's we got to say a quick R.I.P. to Phoenix Court. Oh yeah, R.I.P. Philanthropist, activist, sure. Black Panther. Yeah. Straight out of who that started in Oakland. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like that's a that's a hard loss for the community right there, bro. For sure. I mean, you know. Sh- she brought into this world, you know, an icon. Mm-hmm. Um, she influenced an icon, you know. So uh, she could be faulted for all her faults that were made rather public, right? Because her son was so creative and so open with his own life mm-hmm. that we were able to see her faults, right? Um, but it's through her faults and you know through her missteps that we got something so special as Tupac. So definitely. Um, even yeah. down to like what she was detailing in that Double uh, XL uh, 2003 issue of Double XL magazine, she was detailing like the like when she was pregnant with him, like she was yeah. pregnant with him, and he was like she was incarcerated, and she had to like do what she could with the time that she had. Like they wouldn't even like give her correct food. Right. Like she had to fight to get at least a boiled egg. She was, she talked about like they, they like wanted it to first be a fried egg, but she was like, no, I want it boiled. And like she fought for that. And then she also couldn't get a defense. So she had to, um, you know, on top of being pregnant in, in jail, like you had to, she also had to become a law student. Right. All overnight. So like that whole thing, like that's just crazy to, to just know that that or not crazy, but I guess it makes sense that Tupac was brought like that's that was Tupac's beginning, you know, yes, in it's, that. It's very interesting that he was, you know, he survived the ordeal. Exactly. You know, I mean, for me, just in general, life itself is amazing and that it, it always fights. It always has this will and this desire to be alive and you know, mm-hmm. do whatever. You know, she she said that she she lost weight in prison while while the baby was still growing. Right. So, you know, Pac's eating. Um, she's stressing out. She's not getting enough food. But, you know, he's still fighting and finding a way to come into this world. Um, and, you know, we, we kind of joked about the butterfly effect before, earlier. Mm-hmm. But it's like, imagine if there was one change of events. You know, what if what if for some reason she didn't get her boiled egg? Right. What if what if she lost the baby and there mm-hmm. was no Tupac? The world would be a different place. Definitely. Uh, so you gotta really put that kind of stuff in, in into into perspective and think about it. Definitely, and uh I don't even wanna think about it because it's just it'll rack my brain a lot to be like, what happened? What would what, what would we what would the world be with Tupac today? So I mean, I know we wouldn't have a lot of these whack-ass rappers out here. I know he would probably go in for somebody's head right now that, that's in the political race right now. I'm sure he would. I, mean, I know he'd probably be on that Fuck Donald Trump song. He probably Right would. there with them, right? He probably would. I mean, <laughs> you know, give props to YG and Nipsey Hussle, you know, for, you know, putting out a song that's 
political and they're not even conscious rappers. All right, so a lot of people are like, oh yeah, these dudes just put out this song about, you know, fuck Donald Trump, just trying to get some hype. Like, you have to understand something. You know, there are different genres, sub-genres inside of hip-hop. Right. You've got your conscious genres. Right. Your backpack. You've got your pop style. You know what I'm saying? You've got <laughs> no pun gangster. Intended. You got your gangster. <laughs> you know. Or pun You got your trap. Right. So, within those, they don't they don't necessarily mix that much. Right. You, there's not much overlap. There's a little bit of overlap, but there's not much. Mm-hmm. Most people who are successful know their lane, find their find their lane where they're successful. They stick in it. Right. Okay. These guys, uh, you know, Nipsey Hussle and YG, they're not known for taking any type of political stance. No. Anything. Mm-mm. Um, however, they felt compelled to say something about Donald Trump. Right. Um, and so, I mean, you've heard the song. What do you think about it? I heard it, and I think I've only listened to it once. And I, to be honest, like, I get what you're saying, but then I also understand the other side of it, too. It's like, oh, like, you ain't never said nothing about nothing before, and all of a sudden you feel compelled to say something. I'm not going to front on anybody for feeling compelled to say something when they are feeling inspired. Um, but I also wasn't very interested in the song because I thought it might be kind of stupid. I thought it might just be like some like, oh, all I heard that this nigga want to like build a wall. And so I got to say, fuck that nigga. You know what I'm saying? And like, maybe that's enough for somebody to make a song, you know, but like, this is a very serious issue. Like there is a very serious, um, it's a, it's, it's very, it, it's very like he is the potential like he is the candidate actually he will be yes he is the republican candidate unless the uh republican party does some type of it's not gonna happen donald trump you know what i'm talking about can you explain that if you don't mind because i'm probably gonna butcher it you know there's there's a a minimum required number of delegates that you have to get in a primary whether you're a republican or or a democrat right it's it's different for both parties Mm -hmm. um but specifically for the republicans um, I don't know the exact number, but Donald Trump is pretty much a shoo-in because um, a lot of the Republican primaries are winner-take-all or winner-take-most. Mm-hmm. So all Donald Trump has to do is win the majority of the votes in the last remaining few states, and he will definitely be the Republican nominee for president. Okay. So but, the, Sorry, go ahead. The way that I feel about this whole Nipsey Hustle and YG thing um, – Sure, I'm sure they used it a little bit for publicity for themselves. Right. Um, but, you know, they could have started some bullshit rat beef for publicity as well, you know, like everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, if you actually listen to the song, if you see the video, you know, um, it's the, it's really about unity. And it's something that I'm really happy to see, especially coming out of California, being from California. You know, me and you, we're from Oakland, so we don't really have to deal with a lot of Bloods and Crips. Right. Um, but something that we do have to deal with, especially more recently, is the race wars going on Definitely. in Oakland. Right. And so something that they touched on in the song was not just the unity in the Bloods and the Crips, because they're both from different sides, but it was also they reached out to the Latinos and said, yo, man, y'all need to be saying fuck Trump too. Because mm-hmm. he's coming at y'all. Right. So, for me, it's, you know, these guys, 
went out of the way to uh, say something uh, political, but not just political, but also hood. They're like, man, fuck bloods, fuck, fuck crips, fuck, fuck, fuck up, fuck up, stop. So <laughs> you know, fuck bloods, fuck crips. We're coming together against Trump, cause fuck Trump. And so I feel like the idea behind that is way bigger than the publicity stunt that they you right. one might think that they're trying to create. Right. Like on a straight gangster level, like these are Bloods and Crips, dude. Mm-hmm. Like this is a rival gang that goes back. Mm-hmm. And they're coming together. And you know, it's whenever I see uh, groups of people who are normally at odds for dumbass reasons. Right. Finally, finding a common mm-hmm. enemy to come together. Uh, what's art of shit? war. Art of war. Art of war. Okay. The art of war, where it says, "My enemy's enemy, enemy. is my friend." Mm-hmm. So, if we got Bloods and Crips, but we got Donald Trump who's saying "fuck all niggas," "fuck all Mexicans," like mm-hmm. "fuck everybody who's not white," then yeah, you know what? My enemy is now my friend because we can right. both go fuck up this guy. And one thing that I like about that too is that because um, we all know that the Crips and Bloods like that was those gangs were started just kind of the same way that I uh, know actually I'm not going to make that comparison but those gangs were started because um, of the community like the, they they wanted to do something within their community. Right. It, was, it wasn't Positive. always it wasn't always a negative context yeah. associated with the Crips and Bloods. Bloods. So like like just seeing that coming together like I appreciate that too. I'm not going to like hate on the song or anything. Like to me I did, I just had my own like qualms with it. Like just, that's just me. But like I, I appreciate them coming together and and doing that and actually like saying something and having people young people actually like listen up, you know, like bringing attention to it. Like you need to know what's going on within this election. Like Donald Trump could be your next president and we could be like in a shithole and it's up to the people to do something about that like or we're we're fucked you know yeah it's crazy i mean i think it's good to just people like that to bring awareness to other people who may not watch cnn mm-hmm. who may not watch the news and know exactly what's going on mm-hmm. but they're checking for the next nipsey hustle record right or they're checking for the next uh yg record mm-hmm. uh so I mean, so essentially, what they're doing, they're they're saying, um, when when the Nipsey Hustle or the YG fan looks into this, uh, oh, what's this Donald Trump song? They they can be like, all right, let me try and figure out who Donald Trump is, so I'm not looking stupid at school the next day, you know. And then that yeah. makes you know, what I'm saying like makes people become educated. So I appreciate that effort. Makes education cool. Exactly. Which is awesome. Like you don't want to be the one left out. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Why are you looking around like that? Oh, uh, uh. Donald who? I don't even know who that nigga is. Yeah. So Ted Cruz backs out, though. Like, yes. didn't that just happen, like, yesterday or something? It, it happened not long ago. He he lost uh, Indiana? Indiana. That mm-hmm. was yesterday. And he's like, all right, fuck it, I'm done. Indiana's a shit state anyway. So. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So now that we're shifting to politics, one thing yeah. I didn't really understand in the media in general. Mm-hmm. Is how big a lead Donald Trump had, right? Or has in the mm-hmm. Republican Party, and everyone is still like, "Well, it could be a contested uh, convention. It could be it's any man's race." 
But Donald Trump was up so big Mm -hmm. from like the first month of this whole primary thing. He had such a lead. There was no chance anybody could catch him. Right. But then on the Democratic side, Bernie Sanders was there. uh, He was pretty close. But then everybody is saying, oh, oh, he's there's no chance Bernie can win. Right. There's no way Hillary. Hillary is just, oh, she's she's definitely going to win. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, was just a little strange. Right. Because um, I understand we don't want Donald Trump, mm-hmm. but why wouldn't we want Bernie Sanders to at least appear like he has a chance? Why wouldn't we want Clinton to have that type of um, resistance? Like, why wouldn't we want to make Clinton work for it? If if you're saying that, like, Clinton's going to be the nominee, like, why why would you want her to just have an easy race? Why wouldn't she, you want her, you know what I'm saying? Because she got fucked by that BBC talking about Barack Obama. Oh, shit. Sorry, I thought there was something. No, no it's nothing nice. I'm saying she got fucked by Barack mm-hmm. eight years ago when she was supposed to be president. Right. And now it's eight years later. And she's like, this is my shot. No, but like, to be honest, I don't want any of my presidential candidates to have a easy ride to the can to, to the I agree. presidency. Like, it, no, it should be I want you to be challenged. Yes. You better be because you are going to be challenged within that job. Yes. You better have the experience of being challenged every step of the fucking way. I don't care if you like I'm going to throw shit at your door doorstep every fucking day to make sure you can handle it. Did you hear that, Donald Trump? Trustee is gonna yeah, I'm gonna come to his fucking door Trump and I'm gonna fuck that nigga here up here in Chicago, and we gonna throw shit. I'm I'm just joking. We're not actually gonna do all that, but <laughs> I I I don't know. Uh, oh, and then also coming back to Bernie, like Bernie's ideals, Bernie's everything, amazing. But do you think he can do the job? I mean, if George W. Bush could do the job, then yeah, I think. Well, George had backing. Of a party that would support him, he's coming yeah. in a Democrat. And Bernie, where I mean, it, Bernie wants to shake the whole place up. He does, you know. He does, and you know what? At this point, I think the shake-up idea is what's appealing to Donald Trump. I think that's why Republicans are so excited about Donald Trump because hmm. he's talking completely different than what all the other candidates are talking about. Right. All the other candidates are trying to be candid and just be so political. And this is this so is what the party political. believes in. This is what I'm going to do. Donald Trump was like, man, fuck niggers. Fuck Jews. Fuck Mexicans. Let's make America great again. And you know what? All these conservatives out in the country are like, finally, this guy speaks My at, language. A four, at a fourth grade reading level. <laughs> so I can understand what the fuck he's saying. Right. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I'm not gonna take a political stance on this channel, um, but what I can say is fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I won't ask you. I won't. I won't be uh, trying to put your, your who you voting for? Who you voting for? Uh, uh, when, I already when, voted. Well, I know we voted in the primaries. In I the voted general, too in the general election. I don't know. I might write it myself. <laughs> right? Like how many how many votes for president did you get? Zero? <laughs> Shit. I, Nigga, got, I got one. I got one. <laughs> I got one. Shit, more than you. Oh uh, man. Alright. 
Well, let's leave it at that. Let's let's cut this one short because we got a very. Um, I think we're gonna have a lot for you for on on Drake. Uh, <laughs> the sixth episode. The Jesus sixth episode. Christ. Just for all you Drake fans out there, you can go ahead and listen <laughs> to us. Um, we're gonna try and give you guys a good like a good um, in depth uh, in, uh, not interview but talk podcast. I think you'll <laughs> like it. Um, but we are out of here. Deuces. Deuces.